All right, welcome to episode four of Tools of Ignorance. Dylan and I are going to talk about some uh, college football video game action, a uh, little bit of e-learning for those of you who are invested in the world of education, and uh, Super Bowl preview before budget betting. Dylan, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Got uh, got my mic and and all set up. Uh, we're moving, so you're a real kinda podcaster like a, now. Kind of have like you know. Like, a uh, half setup going on and gonna set up in the new house and the end of our uh end, end of march and you know looking to expand a little bit all right what did your wife think of the new purchases oh so she actually she bought into it um originally i was gonna go get a new laptop she was like hey like chill out and i was like okay i guess i can pull out my old laptop from college i can you know go through with uh with like an antivirus. So I did that, got my computer running all smoothly now. And then she's like, okay, so you can, you can buy the mic and the headphones. I'm like, all That's right, good. Because they're going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, um, let's, uh, let's kick it off with our, with our quarterbacks. Uh, I wanted to go AFC North only because I saw some, some article and it's not from anybody reputable but it was talking about a potential like trade package that the browns could offer the uh houston texans and it involved mm. baker mayfield odell beckham jr and a first round pick for deshaun watson wow um, so let's start let's start with the browns uh as of right now i think baker mayfield's job is safe but with that potential i was reading you know, it kind of just puts some ideas in your head. I, I think it'd be really cool if that happened. I don't think – I think the Browns played better without Odell Beckham. He's a phenomenal talent, but I think they did play better. But part of that is because Baker Mayfield, you know, has that connection with everybody else on that team. So throwing Deshaun Watson in there, I'm not saying wouldn't work out, but a year of gelling may need to happen. Could be. Um, wow. That's, I've heard, I heard a little bit of that this weekend and, you know, Baker Mayfield is a really solid quarterback. Definitely a starter in this league. Is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I don't think without a great defense to go with him. Um, is Deshaun Watson? I think he could be. I mean, the potential's there. The ceiling is there for sure. Um, it would be interesting. I heard, but Mayfield was a little upset, and he was on Twitter saying, uh, you know, well, haven't I earned any any respect, any faith from this fan base? Like, <laughs> you know, we're talking about trading me? What's going on here? So, I mean, I get that. I understand he doesn't want to, like, be shipped off in, in favor of someone new. And he's just – dude loves football. He's, uh, he's a perfect guy for Cleveland, I feel like. Yeah. I think it's all just fan speculation. I really don't think that the trade package would even make sense. And I haven't looked at it in a salary term, but I mean, I would still assume that Houston wants their first round pick as well. And I don't really know if trading Baker or Odell and a first would really be ideal for Cleveland. The only way I could see that working out is if Watson just like, signed an extension before the deal went through if i'm cleveland there's no way i'm trading baker mayfield plus more in order to get one year of deshaun watson because there's no guarantee. well i mean right and 
Baker's probably sitting there thinking he doesn't want to go play for Houston either. And Odell's probably the same way. Right. Yeah, that would be, that would be nuts. So um, as it stands, I think we'll see Baker as the starting quarterback for Cleveland for the, for the next year, at least. Um, and probably yeah, they looked the good. Future. They looked good with the new, uh, the new head coach as well. So that's why, you know, it, it kind of just like pieced together, looked good. Baker's safe. Um, Ravens, same situation. Lamar Jackson's safe. He there's they're not looking to do anything crazy and draft a quarterback. Their offense is hugely structured around him. I, Lamar Jackson's not going anywhere. Yeah, he the man won an MVP two years ago, and you know he's such a unique talent that of course the league is going to have to adjust to him afterwards, but. Like, after you have a season like that, figure out a way, all right, how are we going to stop this guy? But great players don't stop improving and overcoming the challenges that come for him. So uh, he's I feel like he's going to have a bounce back here next year. He's going to figure out, all right, this is what they did to stop me. How can I improve this offseason, you know, until whenever training camp starts? He's got six months to get ready to go and, and make adjustments that he needs to make to get back to that elite level. Yeah, and he's a phenomenal athlete. It just makes me wonder that is the rushing quarterback, the read option offenses, is that all kind of like a phase that, you know, when the Miami Dolphins started running the Wildcat offense, you know, all these teams started jumping on that. Is that the trend that's right now that's different that once it is figured out, I mean, is it going to go back to the other trend of a pocket passing quarterback? Not really sure. We can't talk. Or, I mean, we can speculate on it, but we can't really talk on that or know any for sure answers for five, ten years. Right. And yeah, it definitely. I remember when Colin Kaepernick had one of the biggest runs ever in the NFC Championship game against the Packers in whatever year it was, 20, was it 2013, 2015, something like that. But, you know, yeah. they had him at the right time for what they wanted or for, for, for what they were trying to do. So if you've got the talent of a quarterback that can run like that, you might as well try to use it to the best of your ability. I don't think that's a sustainable thing for 10 years of a quarterback. So if you want to play at a high level and stay there, I think you definitely have to have the pocket passing ability. But And and I think Tom Brady proves that because he's been – Yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute. But Tom Brady has been there for two decades and – He's not the most athletic guy. He's not um, the guy that's going to get out of the pocket and sling the ball around. He's on schedule, on target all the time, um, and he just puts his team in good situations to win. The guys that have to play off script, um, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is very talented as well, but we saw the last couple years he was trying to play off script too much, and that really affected the Packers in a negative way. Yeah, and, I mean, look who's making the – the deep runs and playoffs, who's winning the Super Bowl, you know, even guys like, I don't have some people like Colin Coward will go out and say like Mahomes is a scrambling quarterback and he's definitely not a scrambling quarterback. And Russell Wilson isn't even a scrambling quarterback. The guy can, the guys can just make plays when they need to, you know, like a true running scrambling quarterback is a Lamar Jackson. So, you know, like that's why I think there is the difference between your scrambling quarterback read option offenses compared to guys who can just make plays. And that's your, you know, your Baker Mayfields, all those, you know, they're athletic. They can make plays. 
but they're going to pass first. They're going to have the 300-yard games. Lamar Jackson, I mean, I had had him in fantasy in a league this year, and he's thrown for 70 yards in a game. And that's just that's just not really what we see that's going to win a Super Bowl. No doubt. Um, going next, I mean, again, another safe job, Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow tore his ACL. Uh, they will start the season with their QB2. And Burrow will be back in September as of right now. It, the job's safe. The man, the man proved it in LSU. He proved it, honestly, up until he got hurt. They just got to find that man some protection. Right, yeah. They have to invest in their offensive line and really give him a chance to succeed. Um, they have a couple interesting young wide receivers um, that I'm excited to watch grow. Um, you know, the Bengals haven't really been good in I don't know how long, but you don't they're not one of the teams that makes the national games, so you don't really get to watch them all that often unless you're searching for them or have league pass or something like that. So I didn't get to watch much of the Bengals, just the highlights. Um, but Joe Burrow is a very intriguing young talent, and you know he's one of the top guys that's up and coming to watch. You know, along with this loaded draft class of quarterbacks. I think it's a going to be a, a, a solid couple years for quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in the league. I think, you know, the old guys are starting to phase out. And, of course, there's that middle ground of people. But I think we're ready for a new era of young quarterbacks. I think it's going to be interesting what they do in the in their draft spot. Um you know, they're, they're probably looking at the best tackle that's going to be there, Sewell, for out of uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then I also think Devontae Smith gets taken in the uh, at the third spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're sitting there. I mean, you could pair Jamar Chase back up with Joe Burrow. You've mm-hmm. already seen the, con- the connections there. Do they, do they try to get Jamar Chase instead of, you know, picking that big project tackle? Normally, surefire wide receivers like that always pan out. And then they go a different route and, you know, maybe the second, third round, and then they sign a free agent. But it, I would lean to like to see Jamar Chase being drafted, but also, I mean, you got to protect the man. He's, he's not even made, made of glass. He's taken a lot of hits and I mean, he's just, he needs to be invested in if he is their true, their true guy of the franchise. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then last last team we'll go with because I do want to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. I know we've been doing uh, two divisions, but let's uh, let's roll right into Pittsburgh. Um, Big Ben last year on a contract with a team option. Uh, Big Ben has the largest, the NFL's largest cap number at forty one point two five million in his final year of a two year sixty eight million contract extension that was signed in April. It's basically a retire or release situation when you look at the cap number, which is probably why we saw them sign a guy like Dwayne Haskins. Um, it's, it's a bad situation for, for Roethlisberger. You know, they started, what, 11-0? and 0. They looked really good, and then they just fizzled out into nothing. I believe Juju Smith-Schuster is also up for uh, a new contract as well so it's kind of like are you going to pick to sign your young wide receiver 
and kind of let that aged guy go, roll with Dwayne Haskins for a year, maybe make a splash and try to trade up. It'll be interesting. Yeah, the, the Steelers are in one of the toughest positions a franchise can be in. That's finishing up the era of a guy who won you, did he win two or three Super Bowls? Um, you remember? As I think it's two. Two. That sounds right. Yeah. Two. So, you know, he's their guy. Dude's the face of Pittsburgh football of the last 15 years. And, you know, to you want to be loyal as a as the management to somebody who's given you so many good years. Um, but players, a lot of times, they they don't get the chance to go out on their own terms. And I think that is probably a situation we're going to see here. Um, if you're Pittsburgh, like, what's what's the goal? I mean, I don't think it's a rebuild. It's not time to rebuild. It's more of a retool. And is Ben the right guy to do that? Is his body going to hold up to do that? I don't see him playing 16 games next year, being great and healthy and grinding through another NFL season. He already looked you know, rough this year. And we kind of saw that at the end of the season. Um, like you yeah, said, they started e- up hot. Even if he does make it the full 16, I think he's too far into his career. And don't get me wrong, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they've, they've done it. Obviously Tom Brady's still doing it, but Big Ben is, has not held up as good as those guys have. I don't think if they brought him back, I mean, disregarding his cap hit that he's going to take on that team, you know, I don't think he's the guy that's going to push for them for a Super Bowl. I think Dwayne Haskins will be the guy who's under center. I don't think he's the guy either, and that's coming from an Ohio State guy. I hope his career turns around there because I did enjoy watching him. I think he has the tools to be an NFL quarterback. I don't know if he has the tools to be a starting NFL quarterback. That's I mean, that's up in the air. I, I don't know. I don't want to judge him too soon before, you know, he even has an offseason with a new organization. Right. And by the way, Ohio State went into Iowa and defeated them. So uh, what was the final? Here we uh, 89, 85, I believe it was. Wow. It just went into commercial, so I can't. Barn burner. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's slide right into Super Bowl talk. Who do you have? All right, well, um, so this is – I picked my betting on a budget. The So we, I guess, can combine this with yeah. my Super Bowl picks. Um, so I got the Chiefs winning, even with the minus three spread. You know, the the Bucks have have made a lot of – or have beaten a lot of good teams. I think the Chiefs are just going to be too much for them. There's, there's too much firepower for the Chiefs, and they've got the playmakers on defense. If you see something like Tom Brady throwing in three interceptions to the Packers, well, the Packers did not capitalize on those. I can't see the Chiefs rolling over and letting Tom Brady stick around <laughs> with with something like that. Um, I've also got the over 56. Um, it's going to be a heavyweight fight. Both teams are going to be slugging back and forth. Um, but I think Tampa Bay will run out of gas before it's all said and done. Um, I think it comes down to one possession. 
Um, so maybe they win by seven, maybe it's by four, whatever it is. Um, and then here's this one's a little bit out there. I got Rob Gronkowski mm-hmm. scoring the first touchdown. So Tampa Ooh. Bay is gonna they're gonna lose the coin toss, but um, uh, and so the, the Chiefs are gonna choose to to play defense first. Brady's gonna lead them down. Gronk's gonna get the first touchdown on a nice little seam route over the middle. So put your money on that one. <laughs> How about you? What do you got? So I do think the Chiefs will end up winning. I'm actually personally staying away from any point spread, any money line of it, because, you know, I I sat there and I was like, you know, do I really want to bet against Tom Brady? And then I like flipped to the other side and I'm like, do I really want to bet against Patrick Mahomes? And so then I was just like, you know, it could go either way. Um, Ultimately, I do think that Chiefs will win, but I'm, my only bets that I will be putting down for the weekend will be the over on the points scored. And I, I think I'm going to divide out about, you know, $20, probably $5 each on the first touchdown scored prop. I'll probably put five on Tyreek Hill, five on Travis Kelsey, five on Mike Evans, and then five on Patrick Mahomes, just because I think the payout will be very good on that. But other than that, I, I want to stay away from that game. Like you said, Tampa Bay has a really good defense and so did the 49ers. And so that's why I could see Kansas city doing it again. I also, on the other hand, am looking at Tom Brady and, you know, even like you, like you said, you know, I can flip back over to green Bay got two major stops, three opportunities to go ahead in that game and didn't do it. If it's Patrick Mahomes, I don't think, that's a good scenario for Tampa Bay. I'm not saying that Mahomes is that much better than Rodgers, or I'm not, I don't even want to compare the two right now in this episode. Mm-hmm. But you know, Patrick Mahomes seems to capitalize at huge times. So, so yeah, um, if I were to guess, I think Chiefs by three, but I am not putting <laughs> money on that. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Awesome. Um, did you put any? Did you do any other? Uh, any other prop bets or look at any? Do you think uh, what color the Gatorade's gonna be or heads <laughs> or tails? I didn't see any of that. Um, <laughs> so I use I've been using DraftKings. I think you, mm-hmm. you mainly do FanDuel. So um, they don't do too many of the crazy ones. I don't think, or not that I've really seen. Um, the day of, I probably will will put a little something in just to make the game more mm-hmm. interesting and fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, I haven't put anything else down just yet. The uh, the less payout Gatorade would be uh, the favorite would be orange. Um, I think it goes like orange. Last I looked, orange, red, yellow, blue, purple. Purple's a dark horse. So purple would be your best money maker. I think I'm gonna throw it on blue just on on the odd. Yeah. On the odd throw out that that could be a possible <laughs> like better payout, but I mean that's so random. It is. <laughs> well, hey, you are an AT. You could uh, get the scoop, and uh, that's true. Try to use the connection network. tree. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you do? Uh, you know, talking about betting on a budget. Did you pick out anything else for tomorrow, or is that kind of what you were? Nope. Just focus on the Super Bowl up. for this one. Okay. Yep. Um. So I guess my my betting on a budget. Um. I'm staying away for, from parlays for the most part. They've been uh, they've been biting me. 
Um, there's no college basketball games on tomorrow, which would be Friday. There's no college basketball games that I'm really in love with. Um, but I did go with the Bruins and the Flyers over five and a half goals scored. I did just bet on that Wednesday night. They both score a lot. And it's actually a really cool hockey matchup to watch. So I'm big on that. Um, I think it hits again. If the line's six and a half, I don't really know if I want to go up to try to guess that there's going to be seven goals scored. But at that five and a half mark that was on Wednesday, I I would feel comfortable throwing money back on that again. All right. Um, I haven't done my second one. No, that's that's what I've been switching over to because college basketball has been brutal to me. NBA has been pretty decent to me, but college basketball has been it's been so hard. Like last night, uh, I had a three parlay on it was like Creighton, Virginia and Villanova. And I thought for sure all of them would hit. And I believe I mean, what Creighton lost and Villanova lost. Mm-hmm. And it's just been it's been a wild college basketball. Um, sticking with hockey, though, my second one was Tampa Bay Lightning minus one and a half versus Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings are really bad. They're actually a really, <laughs> really bad team. Uh, Tampa Bay scored four goals in the first period on Wednesday. So, I mean, that would be They're that would that's a, a my cup win, right? Tampa Bay is. Yeah, yeah, and Man. they look Idle they town, look right? really good. <laughs> yes. Um. So doubling down on that that's my bet the mortgage um it would be tampa bay minus one and a half if you want to play it safer since you're playing with your mortgage money just hit money line but i believe tampa bay at home handles the red wings again um and then lastly i just have jazz at hornets i think they'll win jazz look really really good they've been a favorite of mine to bet on um donovan mitchell is back from that concussion Mm -hmm. And they just they just are a really solid team that uh, I've talked about being a team that can compete with Los Angeles. I don't see them beating them right now in a seven game series, but I do think it would be competitive. Awesome. Well, Charlotte has has been super fun to watch, even if they've been a little bit con- inconsistent. So, um, you know, I love me some Miles Bridges. He makes a Make, makes a fun game to watch. You got Gordon Hayward having a nice little um, maybe second home of his career, third home of his career. Um, but there's some interesting guys over there. So Did, did you see that uh, the highlight that behind the back ball pass to Bridges that did a windmill dunk? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that that's <laughs> it just goes to show why they're so fun to watch They're I mean, they're an electric team. Then you even add in, you know, Gordon Hayward. Mm hmm. Exactly. All right. So, yeah. Cool. So, let's hop over. We'll touch on e-learning real quick. We both wanted to talk a little bit about how school's going. Um, I'm teaching at the moment. It's been a wild year, to to say the least. Um, so, this is my third year teaching. My first year, you know, it was everybody's first year teaching. It was... You know, total adjustment, figuring out how this all works and stuff like that. My second year, boom, all our computers were out for a whole semester. So <laughs> everything I ever thought about teaching and using computers to do it, um, we had to go back to the drawing board and figure that out. And then um, at the end of it, coronavirus hit. So um, what a wild ride it's been. So 
this year uh, we're currently doing it's kind of a hybrid model um, for the high school level we've got students come into the school three days a week right now um, and then we they do it from home a couple times a week as well um, and so it's definitely been a, an adjustment I think the hardest thing for kids is not being able to connect with each other um, and I know you've got a, a young one at home who's school age. How how are things going for him? Uh, it's it's definitely an an adjustment. Um, it's weird having a kid come home with. I mean, he's so our little guy's in kindergarten, and they're so tablet dependent, mm. and they don't they don't really get too much written homework. So I mean, he can navigate a tablet better than I can. I mean, when they were, when it was on shutdown for, I think it was what, right before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. I was lost at where to get him to his Zoom meetings at the certain times. So he, and finally he like, he pointed it out to me what the schedule says. He, he can't really read it at what time he needs to get on, but he can get me to the links. And so that was, that was an adjustment to make as well. You know, when they did the shutdown again, I mean, somebody has got to be home. Um, I know some daycare services were stepping forward and saying that they would uh, do the e-learning, but I just felt like that wasn't a great environment for uh, our little one to succeed. Because I know there's kids from about six different locations that all go to his same daycare. So, you know, they're all with different teachers. And so it's been, it's been a really big adjustment as a parent. And then obviously as an athletic trainer, you know, it was shut down, no sports, so I did have the flexibility to sit back. I don't work in the school system like that. So that's why it is nice to have friends who are teachers. And, you know, you get to kind of hear what they're going through as well as sitting here on a parent side and, and looking at it. Um, I would like to know your opinion on, do you think this changes structure of classes going into the future of uh you know, like past the school year, past COVID being a huge topic. Do you think they start to do hybrid schedules like this and leave, you know, possible Fridays open for kids to come in and do either makeup work, makeup tests, meet with teachers? Do you think any of that in the future? So I definitely think it opens the door. Um, I was actually having a conversation today with, with a colleague about how education has been largely the same for the last 150 years. And it's hard to change a process that's been stuck like that for so long. So um, I think we are making steps in the right direction ever so slowly. Maybe COVID has sped that up a little bit. Um, myself, of course, there's been negatives, but it has allowed me the opportunity to do a lot of things that I don't think I could have tried in a conventional classroom, um, which I, I always like to find the positive in a, in a negative situation. Um, and so hopefully that is a positive that comes out of it is kids have learning that's more personalized to them, right? Like, and every school is different. Um, and some already do certain like study hall programs where kids have just time to work on things and stuff like that, um, which I think is largely beneficial. Um, you know, speeding kids around from one thing to another to another just to fill their time 
um, I think is not a good way to go about it. And I mean, that's not necessarily what is always going on, but, you know, making sure they have meaningful learning experiences, um, not just in the classroom, but also meaningful experiences with others that are their age, their peers, um, is going to be really important too. And we actually do a lot of cool things at my school um, with like field trips and like real learning experiences. You get to pick kind of your pathway, they call it, and you get to it's almost like a college major, but before you get to college. So if you're interested in becoming an athletic trainer, well, then you'd learn about how the human body works, how to treat it, and do that basic stuff first. Then you actually go get to um, go and see what a real athletic trainer does. Or if you want to be a carpenter, you learn about how to do that at school. And then you can go and visit the the carpenters union and you know go to a job site and see... Uh, what's going on there and that's just so cool and you know the school's done an awesome job of investing in me I like to teach um, all the media journalism communication stuff like that um, and they've they've been so gracious to offer me a lot of resources to be able to to do that so um, I can't explain how excited I am for the students to be able to be back in person full-time so that they can use you know, the cameras that we have, the software we have on the computers, um, everything that you could need, you know, to, to do like the professional media stuff, we have the access to so that they can learn how to use it. Um, and we got a lot of that stuff just as we were shutting down, unfortunately. So <laughs> I can't wait to, uh, to crack it all open and let the kids, you know, come take pictures and video at a basketball game to go and cover, um, like a speech tournament or um, the school play, write a review of the school play and, and just elevate the voices and the thoughts and the, the accomplishments that our students have. So I'm super excited about what's to come with that. Um, hopefully that answers your question. I know I kind of went in a, in a couple of circles there. <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of like, I really like the thought of, if they were to ever change a school schedule, I mean, you could do it either like a full block schedule. So, you know, you have on Mondays, Wednesdays, you go your one, three, five, seven classes, and then your Tuesday, Thursday, two, four, six, eight. Um, whether you did that or not, or you just kept it, you know, every class every day, it would be really cool to see them give Fridays off to the high school students. It wouldn't necessarily be off, it would be virtual. You know, then when you're coming up on, you know, your career days or your testing days or, you know, meeting with a teacher, your field trips, even when you talk about game days, like a Friday football for nine weeks, you know, especially in a small town environment, that's, you know, that's where I came from as a small town. It's like, you know, your Fridays are kind of like your fun days and, you know, just turn in, you don't do a lot of work, you kind of do your fun stuff anyways. So instead of even doing that, you could turn it into their virtual day. They check in, they do their submissions, you know, possibly have a Zoom visit with a teacher, could come into the building still, but it also opens the door to, you know, you have a far bus trip. Uh, they're not missing out on anything. You could do more team bonding stuff on Fridays. It would be really cool to see that. And it also takes the edge off of teachers and, and lesson planning. You know, yes, you guys do it in the summers and such, but to be able to get all your grading done before the weekend helps everybody with family time. 
and looking at it from another student perspective, you know, you're primarily as a parent, my ideal day, obviously I'm an athletic trainer, so I'm, I'm a little bit different, but you know, as a parent, your ideal day to take off would be Friday and you have your extended weekend. And now with, you know, your high school kid that you could, maybe he doesn't play a sport in that season, you could take that, you know, Thursday, you take off on a vacation and not really have anything to truly worry about. You know, your elementary kid can still make up their schoolwork, but your high school kid would, all they'd have to do is check in virtually and everywhere has Wi-Fi nowadays. So it would be cool that, like you said, the doors that could come open due to this, I don't think it'll happen like next year. But yeah, we were thrown into this right away. And that's why I feel like a lot of parents kind of threw their hands up in the air and were like, well, what am I supposed to do? Instead of easing into it, it was just, here you go, your kid's at home. You kind of got to figure it out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's been, man, I mean, everyone has said this already and everybody's thinking it, but what a year, what, what a 10 months it's been. So, you know, we're hopefully finally feeling some normalcy coming back. First basketball game tomorrow night. I'm jacked for that. So um, hopefully this will all come out of this stronger um, and with some, some good ideas going forward. So. Yeah, and I think I just saw Illinois, every region moved into phase four. Is that, Excellent. I thought I saw I thought, thought I saw that on Twitter. So it steps right. in the right direction. Very cool. Let's keep it going. All right. Yeah. And uh, so let's uh, switch gears here. The topic I'm most excited to talk about. I texted a, uh, my brother and a buddy yesterday. I haven't been this excited for a video game in a long time. <laughs> um EA Sports announced that they're bringing back a college football game. When's the last time you played NCAA football 14? Oh, man. Uh, my college roommate and I used to be on the Xbox 360 all the time playing that game. I think so. My college roommate sat down and he was like 20 seasons deep on an NIU dynasty that he I mean he got to the point where he was like getting five-star quarterbacks to to even consider him in the game it was basically biased where even five-star quarterbacks would have you on their list and they still wouldn't come to you <laughs> even if you won like 10 straight championships so I'm excited for the thought of it I know they're not using player likeness player names yet they did put a big like yet there um as long as EA Sports doesn't mess it up and make it too similar to Madden and the route that they went with that. I, I, th I mean, it's the biggest hyped video game for a lot of people. Oh, no doubt. And so like you mentioned, EA, they're licensing with the collegiate licensing committee. Um, and so the schools will be in there, but the players will not. Um, I, I bet it would just be fully editable and then literally like before the game drops to the public, the early release guys are going to get access and just share rosters right away. So even if they don't come out of the box, I think that that won't be a problem. And it's amazing what people have done, like modifying their old PlayStation 3s and Xboxes. Basically to keep the game current, they updated all the menus and everything like that. Um, and so now we get the real thing on the new systems which i'm super excited for actually yeah, is it is it only on next gen i don't know if, 
I don't know if they've announced that yet. I know PlayStation 5 and what is it? Xbox Series X. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about PlayStation 4. Um, I'd imagine maybe, but we'll... Subtle flex here. I already have the PS5, so, you know, uh-huh. I can get the game right away. <laughs> um, so I... you know where you can find me when that drops for the next yeah. month doing nothing. Exactly. So usually it comes out in July, which is perfect because there's no school in July. So I can <laughs> devote a solid three days before I resent myself for just sitting and playing video games for three days. And then I'll put it away for a little bit. Um, so funny story. I actually had, I asked my brother, Trevor, I asked him for a PlayStation three and NCAA football 14 for this Christmas. I was just missing it. I was like, man, I could use some, some good football video gaming in my life. He got one. Well, for it me. was, I've been playing it a little bit. It's it's a blast from the past, but it's still a good game. And honestly, for the age of the game, the game's really good. Like you can still get down and play it. Which if you play one v one versus somebody, uh, me and my buddies used to always say that whoever gets the first turn- turnover is gonna win. <laughs> so you know, if you throw a pick, you basically know you're losing because it is so high powered offense in those games and you know running the triple option with a team like navy <laughs> or georgia tech like it's so hard you can do so much with their offenses exactly man so it yeah like you said it's aged so well um mm-hmm. i i know there's been a lot of hate for for the latest madden games um i still find it enjoyable to play and there's things that they're adding in that make it solid and kind of make NCAA obsolete. Like they're adding in new offenses, new defenses, little wrinkles all like that all the time that really modernize the game of football. Um, NCAA, I think just lags a little bit behind with, with the type of schemes and stuff that you can run, but man, it's really, really exciting. College hoops, 2k8 NCAA football, 14, some of the classics. Well, what, what turned me away from, because I didn't buy Madden this year, or I don't think I bought it even last year. And I used to buy it, you know, since Madden 98, I've had a Madden. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just turned me away because I really do like doing the online head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of like, I mean, any games like this, but like there's the system's broken. There's There's certain route patterns and certain audibles that you can do that, tricks the computer system and the it about that and it like will leave a guy like wide open and so it is frustrating to like you know run a cover too and so your safeties should be should be there and they still end up throwing to where your safety zone is or like you know in the one madden i think it was like three years ago you could do aggressive catch well then you have like deandre hopkins whose (laughs) spectacular catch is 99 so you can just throw it up there and he'll jump up and jump over three defenders and catch it. Right. So that's what pushed me away from Madden for a while. So as long as EA sports doesn't do anything like that, I'm super excited. And I really hope that college basketball comes back. And I really hope that M- MVP baseball, uh, college <laughs> baseball comes back. It was like what MVP 08 baseball was like the one year that they did it. So that was, I think, Oh, maybe there was three Oh six Oh seven Oh eight, or maybe it was just, 07. okay. Oh six, oh seven, one of those, two or three of those years, but yeah, yeah. And it, like you said, it pushes the door wide open for it. I don't know mm-hmm. the how big the market is for a college baseball game, um, but I think the opportunity is there for sure. And people always love to say, "I want the stadium creator back. I want to be able to do this <laughs> and that." Um, hopefully, 
that money talks. Unfortunately, they've gone to kind of the um, pay-to-play model in a lot of ways. EA Sports has like mm-hmm. you know the ultimate team. People want to get as high a level as they can. They pay money to do that, and then you buy a 99 overall team, and you have to do that in order <laughs> to be able to compete. Um, otherwise, you have to spend three hours a day, four hours, five hours, six hours a day playing your game until you get to 99. Um, That's kind of so, like uh, like 2K. I was asking the, the kids in my training room the other day, I said, why do you guys buy the virtual currency? And they're like, well, I don't want to spend a whole like two online seasons getting my guy from a 66 overall to an 85 they're like i'm just gonna buy it and upgrade my guy right away and i was like ah must be just just as a generation (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and you know what people can spend their cold hard cash on whatever they want to but um for me that's not really the appeal to Mm -hmm. to do that online um i'm more of like a franchise mode guy like you know take the worst team in the league, rebuild them and try to make them um, as good as I possibly can, win a few championships and then search for the next one to rebuild. So I never used to uh, be one of those that spends money on games. And the only game that got me in and it was actually a free game was Call of Duty Warzone. All right. And, you know, you can buy like the little bundles that have like your player skins and, you know, your color of your guns and bullet tracers. And I'm like, dude, who, who would ever buy these? And then my brother was like, I do. And I was like, Oh, I was like, and you know, then like a month goes down the road and I'm sitting here like $80 deep. And I'm like, dude, check out the new skin that I just bought. (laughs) (laughs) Feel like a little kid again, but it's kind of fun. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like my kids are all about Warzone too at school. They're like, Mr. Larson, you hopping on Warzone after this? after school <laughs> I'm like no nah, guys i don't have call of duty i just i play every once in a while i play some some sports games but well yeah got, your re- fortnite and your Warzone got you through covid so like that was a huge market time for for fortnite and call of duty and apex they all threw out this this different you know battle royale and you're able to get on and play with somebody on a different console so you know your ps4 is playing with your pc and your xbox like you know it the cross play was huge for those games that's the best thing covid is the best thing that could have ever happened for uh for the video game companies they're like hey we'll roll this <laughs> out and everybody's playing video games right now so bang bang let's let's do some new things roll in some cash and go from there yeah awesome well Thanks for joining us on Tools of Ignorance. Dylan, any parting words for our audience? Uh, so I haven't been keeping track of our betting on a budget actual record. So I, was, I figured just to make it fun, I would uh, keep track of the bet the mortgage one. Okay. So right now we are 1-0. and We said uh, Iowa versus Michigan State that we would take it. I personally said up to six and a half. They did win by six. I'm still counting that a win because I, I said know. Iowa would win. I can't. It's it's still a win. Uh, it is a win. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't be next a good one... friend if if <laughs> I didn't call you on that. I don't know if that's a win. If you hey. said six and a half and they they six, it's I don't know. See, I went back and I listened, and the first words I said was I'm big on Iowa winning at home versus Michigan State, okay. and then I said I would probably take them up to six and a half, and that's kind of why I worded my next mortgage one of you know. <laughs> 
I like Tampa Bay minus one and a half against All right, Detroit. But what's, what's the bet you're taking? The I would if you're gonna bet the mortgage, you're not gonna have as big of a profit. But if you're betting the mortgage, stay safe on the money line. Don't don't play with points. All right. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so we're one and zero. Just remember it. All right, one and zero. We'll say <laughs> we'll, we'll we're a half and a half, half and half. It's a push, maybe. And everybody, uh, have a good Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, enjoy. Stay safe. Stay warm. Hopefully, uh, the snow's all melted by the time you're listening to this. So, all right. Good night, everybody. Peace out.